The following is a presentation of GalacticNetcasts.com. Hello, welcome to Weird World Weekly, episode number one. I'm Dave Nelson, and this is Matt Stein. Hello, Matt. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. This is the show where we discuss the weird, the odd, the strange, the unusual, and deliver it to you in 15 minutes or less, or it's free. Oh, wait, it's already free. (laughs) (laughs) We're like dominoes back in the day. Before we get going, uh, anything weird in your world happened this week? Uh, Yesterday, we had a work function in which we left at noon and started drinking at a bowling alley for team building. And uh, I drank a little too much and lost my balance trying to lean on a table and tripped and fell over some bowling balls in front of a bunch of my coworkers. Uh, so I got that going for me. Um, Monday morning should be interesting. So they, they think that you were more drunk than you actually were. Most likely. Um, when I drink, I get very talkative and I have less of a filter than I normally do. So I'm pretty sure they were already like, oh, this guy's really lit up. And then I just tipped over. Uh, uh, it was really, really one of my prouder moments. I say screw them. <laughs> uh, yeah, luckily they're not anyone that I work with like on a daily basis. Uh, so I'll just pass them in the hall. But so still... they'll be the one calling you going, my computer doesn't work. And you'll just say, did you turn it off and turn it back on again? Yeah, absolutely. That is exactly what I do. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, we decide what we're going to talk about each week by spinning the Wheel of Weird, and your choices as of right now are paranormal, mythological subjects, that's like ancient or modern-day mythological stuff, conspiracy theories, or grab bag, which is basically anything that fits into the weird category. And how we decide to do it, did I just already say that? We spin the wheel? Yes, you did. Okay, and then whatever it lands on, we'll talk about a subject from that category. So uh, let's spin the wheel of weird. Here we go. All right. It's it's spinning faster than I thought it would. Well, you got to stop lifting weights, Dave. Can you feel the wind coming off it? (laughs) It's a nice cooling breeze. All right, looks like it's going to stop on what? Paranormal, maybe? Oh, oh, oh. Hang on one second. It's too good to for us to talk over it. Here we go. Paranormal. <laughs> so it's a it it's a story in the paranormal category. So let's uh, start the clock. Get this thing going here. Hang on. Gotta wind it first. And the clock is going. Go, Matt. Paranormal. What you got? Uh, cell phone makes thirty five calls to family members after a man dies. Uh, on September 12th, 2008, at 4.22 p.m. in uh, San Fernando Valley, California, a commuter train carrying 225 riders collided at a combined speed of 83 miles per hour with a freight train uh, run by a crew of three. I actually uh, I actually remember this story. It was a huge deal. It was like one of the worst train um, collision fatality crashes ever in the history of, of America, I believe. Yes, and I vaguely remember it happening. That's six years ago now. Um, but, I, I mean, you hear about train collisions and stuff and train derailments, so it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly which one it was. But uh, it came to be known as the Chatsworth crash, and 135 people were injured, 87 of which were taken to the hospital, 46 were in critical condition, and 25 died. 
one of the deceased was 49-year-old Charles Peck. Uh, his fiance had heard about the crash on the news on the radio as she was driving to the train station to pick him up. Which yeah. yeah, you know what the sad part was? He was actually, I think he just arrived to California to get married to this woman. Yes. Yes, he was trying to find a job to move to California uh, so they could get married. They had been delaying their marriage for this. Um, Peck's body was recovered 12 hours after the accident had occurred, yet for 11 hours from the time of the crash, uh, his cell phone placed uh, numerous phone calls. They called his son, or I should say it called his son, his brother, his stepmother, his sister, and his fiance, uh, totaling in 35 calls throughout the 11 hours. So over, so from 4.22 p.m. until 4.22 a.m., it made 35 phone calls. Uh, the family members reported that when they would answer the phone, all they heard was static, but when they would call back, it would go straight to voicemail, um, which is kind of sad. I mean, it gave them hope that he was just trapped and trying to, like, reach out to him so they yeah. could find him. Yeah, so they thought that he was just trying to contact as many people as he could to say, hey, yep. I'm under the the wreckage of the train. I'm fine. Come get me, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which actually, I mean, it it helped because that's how they found his, his body. Uh, they, it prompted the crews to pinpoint their, their search efforts to the first call, or the first train, excuse me, which uh, is where the remains were located. Um, so they used science to figure out where exactly the cell phone calls were coming from, and that's how they figured out it was the first train of the of let's, the first car of the train. Let's, uh, let's triangulate that signal. Uh, we're honing, honing in on it. Uh, uh, we've got yep. the signal, we're, we're getting close, that kind of thing. Yep, so now here's where things get kind of sad, but they found his body a half an hour, or excuse me, an hour after the calls stopped. So, you know, the family may have thought that they were just a little too late, but it turns out that he actually died on impact. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. Yeah, yet his phone continued to reach out to people, um... And the the more interesting part is it was only to that certain group of people, just his like immediate family and his fiance, instead of just calling everyone. But uh, they found out that they couldn't. They never found the cell phone, so they found his body, but they never found the cell phone. Okay. So, so it's not like the cell phone was right there. I mean, and he died on impact, so the phone was. Yeah. Is it is it possible that the phone somebody else had the phone and they were dialing? But how would they know? that these people were his immediate family. Exactly. It's not like his his mom was in it, or his stepmom was in his phone as stepmom, or his fiance was in his phone as fiance. Good point. Very good point. So, yeah, and not only that, but if someone else was calling, you'd think, well, I mean, the static thing could theoretically be, um, say you dropped your phone and the speaker or the, the microphone was cracked and you tried to call someone and every time you'd call them, they would just hear static because the, the microphone was cracked. Mm-hmm. So I guess that could be logically explained, but the fact that they'd never found the cell phone, but they they found the body because of where the calls were coming from, but they never found the cell phone. Um, and he wasn't, whoever had the phone, if it was somebody else that had the phone, and they called back, he wasn't picking up. But then you think that maybe... Uh, the phone was so broken that he couldn't answer calls either. Or but the... it wasn't that he wasn't answering. It was that they were going straight to voicemail. Oh, okay. So it, it, when they would call back, it acted as if the phone was off. Oh. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. So think maybe 
he was dead and he was calling people from beyond the grave to say, hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm fine, move on with your life, that kind of thing. It's possible. They always say that, that uh, spirits are energy. So if his spirit was somewhere near his cell phone, I mean, his, his cell phone could have went flying or whatever, for all you know. But if his, his spirit was near his cell phone, he could have been using its energy to call his loved ones. Yeah, and, and that, manif- that manifests in different ways uh, for different cases. Like um, my wife said that she heard her mother clear as a bell while she was vacuuming the carpet, the, the living room one day. And it was like she was in her ear, and she heard her voice. Um, something else that happened a couple nights ago, she was tapped uh, once on her shoulder and then once on her head, and she was not asleep yet. So it's it happens in different ways. That energy uh, works its way in different ways, definitely. So I, I just want to toss this in there for sake of the story, but uh, ironically and tragically, the cell, another cell phone was likely the root cause of the crash because there were uh, teenagers who were texting the, the train conductor, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they had gotten a text message like 22 seconds before the impact of the crash, uh, which the, the conductor sending the text message back caused him to miss uh, their, their turn or however, whatever it is trains do. See, that's, um, that's how I remember the story was it, that was a big deal that the train conductor was texting somebody before the crash. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, so because he was texting, he didn't... Oh, see, the, the engineer did not heed a red signal light, which, had they stopped, they would not have drove directly into another train. Okay. Well, I, I'm really glad that we talked about this story uh, on our first episode. Since we're launching the show on Halloween, it makes the most sense oh. that we would talk something talk about something scary to start out with, so... Uh, yes, and I I have another weird thing, but we could save it for another show, having something to do with scary stuff. Okay. Um, so well, don't let me forget it when we record the next one. Okay, the next time we talk about paranormal, um, we'll throw it in as kind of a. Okay. Or you know what? We'll I'll ask you, I'll ask you uh, in the weird and your world segment at the beginning of the show. What's, that's what I, that's what I figured we could do. Okay, let's do it that way. All right, so uh, thanks for joining us for uh, Weird World Weekly. If you have feedback, let us know by going to galacticnetcasts.com. There is a um, contact us link, and you can find out where we're at on social media, Facebook, Google+, or Twitter. You can subscribe to uh, the show via links on the website as well. Again, that's galacticnetcasts.com. And we'd love to get some feedback as to the kind of stories that you want us, want us to talk about because we have one one story, a show, and we have to make it good, right, Matt? So we want to pick yeah. the right ones. I agree. I agree. I like weird stuff. You've known me for, wow, it's probably been almost 10 years now, Dave. <laughs> Don't say it. 10 years. Oh, my God. Holy crap. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah, it's been about 10 years. But... Yeah. Um, you know I've always liked weird stuff, so all right, it's right up my alley. Yeah, send us weird stories, listeners. Uh, number one, makes our job easier. Number two, yeah. it's stuff that you want to hear us talk about already. So it's it's a no-brainer. Uh, again, Galactic Netcasts. Our, our email address actually is galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. So just send us the stories, and we'll talk about it on the next episode or uh, on a future episode of... 
Weird World Weekly. You have been listening to a presentation of GalacticNetcasts.com. For more about the show you just listened to, including how to subscribe, give us feedback, links to our social feeds, and more, please visit www.galacticnetcasts.com. <laughs>